Welcome to Blind Guy Talks Tech, the weekend edition. Featuring Sean Priest, Tim Schwartz, Robin Christofferson. But first, that blind guy himself, it's Stephen Scott. Oh, hello. <laughs> Yes, hello. Welcome to the weekend edition of Blind Guy Talks Tech. Oh, it's great to be back. And uh, yeah, no Tim this week. Tim's not well. He's not Aww. well. Which really screwed up my jingle. Really, really it screwed did. up my jingle. If I'm so inconsiderate. Honest. I'm so annoyed about it. Uh, anyway, we have uh, Robin Christofferson at Fit and Well. Are you well, Robin Christofferson? Really well, thanks. Yep. Excellent. Well. Sean Priest, how are you this week? Hey, I'm great, thank you. And I sound great and I feel great. I look amazing. Anything else? But I've got to say, that intro is still absolutely ridiculous. That's the most incredible, stupid thing I've ever heard. Well done. <laughs> he yes. sounds like he's smiling from ear to ear the whole time in a kind of a creepy way. Yeah. Oh, what, me or the jingle man? The jingly jungle man. Hey, listen, oh, guys, okay. guys, we're in the what? presence <laughs> of a queen. Of beauty. Of a queen. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to sing her own way onto the show. It's Sally Clay, everybody. Sally Clay's oh. here. Hello, Sister. And I know a lot of people uh, are saying, "Hang on, who's who's Sally Clay?" Sally, introduce yeah. yourself so people know who the hell you are. Well, I'm Tim. You're so Tim. Yeah. <laughs> For today, you are Tim. For today, I am Tim. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm the estrogen. Basically, I'm the X, X, double X chromosome in the show. Stephen said to me, think seven of nine. I was like, how rude. So, um, yeah, basically, I'm, I'm a... What? A You're master. such a nerd. I know I really am such a nerd. Sorry. I, but I like Star Trek. There needs to be more girl nerds. Come on. Yeah, well, look, I, I, amazing, I, have no, I have no idea what anyone's talking about, to be perfectly honest, because I never watched any of your Star Wars Trek nonsense. I still call it nine. It's like the um, Ripley of uh, Star Trek. Yeah, of Alien. Yeah, exactly. She's yeah. she's yeah, yeah. she's like. Yeah. Mind you, Ripley yeah. was kind. Of, there was I don't know. Ripley was a little bit more. Um, you know, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Shut up. Oh. Look, I brought wow. theme tunes today, guys. I've given you all theme tunes. Well, where's my theme tune? I'll get to. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah, wait your turn. Pushy. I know. So, boss, only in the door two minutes. It's just taken over. Uh, okay, Robin. <laughs> I'm going to start with Robin because, uh, you know, Sally, you may know this, but Robin is a lord. Uh, oh, okay. And, uh, you know, I thought something appropriate for you, Robin. This is it. This is for you. There you go. Oh, thanks. Is that not perfect for you? That is your theme. Yeah. You can have that. Oh, thank you. It's really nice. Um, I bow before you, lord. <laughs> That's fine. No, Sorry, Yes, yeah, steady. <laughs> Sally, here is your theme. I've got you something oh because I, I was, you know, I go by accent, right? Everything I do is goes by accent. So from what you've said, oh God, the way you talk, um, the kind of person I know you to be, I thought I'd find something suitable for you. And this is what it is. There you are. That's it. Oh, there you go. Just for you. I would like to say that Sally's done three brilliant accents even before we started recording. So, um, none of them are accents. You're going to have to. Oh, yeah, I don't actually know what my accent is anymore. (laughs) Sean reckons I've had an accent transplant, but I don't. (laughs) Well, where are you from originally, Sally? Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire. So, I'm I'm actually from really similar neck of the woods to Robin. Mm -hmm. But um, if I 
maybe so bold as to announce where you're, where you're from, Robin. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, yeah, no, and then I live, Our people know yeah. your people. Uh, yeah, I'm from Hitchin, which is better. Um, yeah, it is. It's, got go. mood, it's got grumpy Just ask uh, Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Wow. Saucer James, of milk for Tim What's the guy called? Hold back the river when you look in your eyes. What's that dude called? James? Me. Bay. Oh, Bay, right. <laughs> Not May. That's Top Gear. Come on. You're thinking of James Blunt, surely. No. Not James get... Bay. No, it's James Bay. Who are you talking? Can we talk about Seven of Nine again? I don't know no, what you're on about. No, we can't. Because I know what you're thinking about when you're talking about Seven of Nine, Sean. Put it away. <laughs> Steady. Sean, do you want your theme tune? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, please. please. Right, now, again... I, I wanted to find something suitable, <laughs> and I have to also, you know, put a bit of a uh, caveat here with this one. I had to find something I could legally get away with on the podcast <laughs> that, that wouldn't incur a cost, right? So <laughs> this is what I've got for you, and I think it suits you. I actually love it. I like that. Is that. My new, my new <laughs> ringtone. That's got turkey twizzlers written all over it. <laughs> it's so me. That is really it's you. Just, it's him, isn't it? It's just so me. Because he just cheats. Who are, who are? Me. Who are, who are? Who are, who are? Imagine him striding down the street with his thumbs in his suspenders. Nice. <laughs> well, one hand on his cane, obviously. Um, yeah. For yeah. safety reasons, obviously. No, he's um, got a holster. He's got a cane holster. Oh, I see, yeah. Do you know, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was on the RNIB website the other day, right, looking for something, because I was wanting to get one of these, um, you know, the, the colourful canes you get? You get them in like, different colours and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I forgot that they sell these. You get, like, a belt pack for your cane. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yes. oh, that'd they, be they so cool. So, they look so clunky though like for a woman it's just it's no uh well listen uh, anyway we've got lots to talk about on the show this week we have <laughs> actually got stuff to talk about believe it or not um, have we we're, yeah believe it or not this is not going to be it the whole way through although uh, you can expect a fair amount of it hang on no i want to cut in here <sighs> sorry no we're talking about different colored canes right mm. now i know some people are against it because they say no 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 it needs to be white how can you get people to acknowledge your you know this is my disability because of my white cane it needs to be white if you're using a colored cane it's wrong sean it's not about that anymore yeah as, as you know it's not about that anymore it's not about what you think it's about feelings baby oh is it though <laughs> it's all is about it? feelings because i don't think people actually know what well, i know you know people say what's someone asked me what's that prodder a prodder, they called it. I mean, are you sure they were, talk they were talking yes. about the king? <laughs> no, were you they prodding weren't. them? Yeah, no. were you prodding them at the time? Who were you prodding at the time, Sean? <laughs> Nobody. But what I'm saying is, I don't think it actually matters. If no, people it can't see a five foot white cane you're holding and they don't know what it's for, then it could be any colour. It doesn't matter what no, colour it, it is. It really because doesn't. They don't know what it is anyway. I've got, I've know, got to say that my cane. Sorry, Robin. Go. On you go. No, after you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Um, <laughs> He's so polite, um, isn't he? I know he is. Sickening. <laughs> Shoot a corgi. We need a needle scratch <laughs> halfway through. Yeah, can't carry it. Ladybug, I need a bag, please. <laughs> <laughs> Get out my pub, right now. <laughs> go on, Robin, what, what were you going to say? No, oh, ladies, oh, yeah, Robin, on you go, on you go, Lord. I am definitely not going to go before you, Sally, ladies. Oh, someone, oh, someone oh, God, just we'll take it. Oh, God, we'll be here all day. 
Right, okay, I'll just, uh, right, okay, well, okay, I have a, a cane that's currently got all sorts of colours all over it. It's basically, I got these little rhinestones from a shop in the centre of Glasgow, and I decided with the girls, with my two young children, to uh, decorate said cane, and I've never had any problem. It's, it's literally covered from head to foot in beads. Little oh, you're such a girl. I know, I really am. <laughs> I hope you didn't so buy those rhinestones from a cowboy. Oh, oh, dear. Well done. Uh, is it that would have been appropriate for you to have one of those at that point, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> but, hang on, Robin, I think I'm going to preempt what you're going to say because there is, uh, what is it if you're deafblind? Red, a... red and white stripes. Well, red and white. Red bands yeah, red going down stripes, a white cane. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, how but well I, known is that? No, there's something know, strange here knows. because you get canes. I, I, now, this might be an American thing. I don't know. But mm-hmm. apparently if it's a red stripe uh, or it's striped you know, through the cane uh, and it's red, then that means you're visually impaired, not blind. But do you know what? We don't know. But I don't think we, if we don't uh-huh. know, how is anyone going to know? Seriously, I think it's if, think it, if, the bottom, if the bottom part is red... Just the bottom part of it. Yeah, you're partially sighted. Go and see the doctor. No, that's <laughs> yeah, no, that, doctor. that's deaf. <laughs> oh, 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 really? That's deaf. I, I, I well, think. I've, I've got well, a red bit on the bottom got... of mine because I did it from the states. So. Oh well, see, now that's it. You see, you've got the wrong one. I've got the wrong one. Oh well, no one's ever said, "Are you deaf?" to me. So. If you're just maybe they're deaf, signing why at me and I can't see them. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't have the cane if you're deaf. You have the cane if you're deaf, no, blind. Yeah, no, I yeah. know, but maybe they're signing to me because they think, oh, she can't hear, therefore she needs signing, not thinking that I can't see as well. You go through life thinking, everyone's so quiet around me. Why are yeah, these people exactly. are all shouting at other people? <laughs> Nobody shouts at me. Yeah. Wow. Now, I want to talk to you about something that is very irritating. Hello. I, I just I thought, we'll give enough of a gap and... Um, well, I was I having a drink. A I didn't Sean's think. Theme tune after you said it. Well, I was, I was, I was <laughs> I trying so. to scramble to get to it there. Thank you, Robin. Right, quite enough of that. Um, I want to talk about train announcements because did you hear the announcement this week about uh, train announcements uh, possibly being scrapped? Ridiculous. Yeah, apparently there's going to be... Please find the gap between this announcement and the next. It will be eternal. (laughs) Well, listen, let's get some detail here. This is a a video that was done for um, the the government, and it's one of these really cheesy, bad public information films done by the Transport Secretary, Grant Shapps. Uh, Let's uh, hear this. It's quite funny, actually. Well, I say funny in a cringe way. If you are using a mobile phone or personal stereo, please consider other passengers by keeping volume levels low. Your attention, please. Due to today's inclement weather, please take extra care whilst on the station. Service update from the control room. There is currently a good service running on the line. If you travel by train, you've probably heard some of these messages. Time and again, repeated over and over. Well, some messages are clearly important, but others just state the obvious. Do we really need to be told to put our newspapers in the bin or that the weather outside is inclement? Passengers just need to be treated as grown-ups and be able to use their common sense because train travel should be a chance to relax, read a book, maybe catch up on some work or even take a nap. So we've reviewed the messages that are played on the Tannoy system and where they add nothing but noise and irritation, we're removing them. All part of the William Shapps plan to improve our railways. Customers are requested to please be aware this is the last of the pointless announcements you'll be hearing. Thanks for traveling.
Oh, it's the uh, Williams Shaps experience. I thought uh, it was going to say William Shatner. I that's what like, I thought he was going to say. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what I think. I'm, I, okay, so we're talking here about training. And of course, immediately, no one reads the story. So everyone goes online and just starts hate-tweeting the government mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, each other. Uh, because that's how Twitter works. And everyone goes on and says, I know, it's terrible. I'm blind and I need all the announcements. And it's like, yeah, hang on, read the story. The story is not we're getting rid of all announcements. The story is they're getting rid of some of the announcements, the most irritating ones. I mean, every five seconds on a train, you could get rid of half of these announcements oh, and make it more nonsense. enjoyable. No way. What are you talking I about? I myself think on these trains. Yeah. Utter rubbish. You tune them out, you barely hear them. Now, oh, come I, on. Oh, You've got oh, your personal on. stereo on, Sean. That's what it is. Oh, and sorry, Walkman. my Walkman. Sorry, what, where <laughs> yes, are you from? Walkman. Welcome to the I 80s. I love that. <laughs> personal stereos, mobile phones. <laughs> well, okay. Well, it's, no, retro I, tra- it's retro tech week, is it? It's actually, it's actually right. They should be trimming down. You know, I don't care how the service is or whatever. It should be the next stop that's coming up, whatever. It, it, absolutely fine. It should be important announcements. Absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. But it's just such it's such a weird place to start when the, the, the trains are just terrible anyway. It just seems like a, a nothing. It's like polishing... A, I, I'm not even going to finish that sentence. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. I mean, as long as it's going to announce when to get off, then I'm happy. You know, if there's extra stuff, yeah, I zone. I would zone out as well. But yeah, I mean, it's touch and go sometimes if they actually do announce where they stop at. So exactly, like, yeah, that yeah. would help. I would. I would be really happy if all the stops were announced. I'm still waiting for that because on the uh, Glasgow Underground, it's reliant on the person to um, to do it. And sometimes they do it, and sometimes they don't. I have to tell you that the Glasgow Underground is brilliant, though, because you know, <laughs> so, so, so it's the loudest train you'll ever be on in your life. I mean, it's so noisy in there. It's so noisy. It sounds like you can hear the screech of metal <laughs> against metal every single time the train comes. It's like... <laughs> it's like Godzilla and Kong are playing with the trains. You it's know. like Sean singing on a drunken Friday night. Exactly. I think this is a good idea. I'm all for this. And Me I think, too, you know, like, as you said, Robin, let's just make sure that we're getting the information we actually need. There's so many things you can do with apps. So, for example, if the trains don't announce things, you get Blind Square up on your iPhone, if you have an iPhone, of course, Um, and you can work out what stop you're at then by shaking your phone once, and essentially it tells you where you are. Um, Second thing you can do is go on the Trainline app and Mm -hmm. check what platform your trains are on. So that's what I tend to do. Shall we talk about the bionic Please. eye story from Moorfields this week? Oh, this is very interesting. Uh, like, well, you know, you're saying, oh, God, but and when I told you about this story earlier in the week, you're like, oh, whatever. Uh, you weren't no, impressed by this, Sally. No, because, well, quite frankly, the bionic eye, it seems like a non-starter at the moment still, unless, so unless there's been some massive advancement. But last I heard, it wasn't um, functionally really ready to roll out because people were using it and it was not literally Sean. I was Robin. Yeah, I was Robin laughing at you. Then. I was like, Robin, I'm sorry. If it's <laughs> it's me, just saying. Well, okay. shall, yeah. we hear, shall we hear the report on this? Because yeah, this please, because uh, I don't want to just be going on and on. I'm going to shut up Well, I, I think it's good to give a bit of context to this, and I think there are definitely more questions uh, than answers out of this, but let's hear this report. This was from Deborah Cohen, uh, who reports for ITV's News at 10. Uh, this went out this week. Her grandchildren call her Bionic Nana. 
She's the first person in the country to receive a microchip in her eye as part of a clinical trial to help her see. For legal reasons, we can't name her, but she has a condition called dry age-related macular degeneration, or AMD, and it's caused blindness in her left eye. Are you ready? Very good. Here comes the glasses. And this is the moment she regained some sight. What can you see? Flashing lights. Flashing lights. The improvements are small, but they could have a big impact on her life. Well, I'll be able to go out more, because I haven't been going out all that much. I just go down to church on a Saturday and I don't go out there during the week, so maybe be better now if I can see better. There is currently no medical treatment for this condition, and that's why this procedure, if considered to be effective, could change lives. During the operation, surgeons insert a two millimetre wide microchip into the patient's retina. Once complete, the patient puts on a pair of special glasses fitted with a video camera, which is connected to a small computer on the waistband. The glasses then capture the visual scene and a signal is passed through the eye where it is interpreted as if it were natural vision. But Britain's bionic nana is taking it all in a stride. Yes, I've been seeing my grandchildren. And <laughs> when I look in the mirror, I'm going to get a shock. <laughs> it's very early days for this sort of procedure. It's still not been approved for routine use, nor is it clear if the NHS will pay for it. But for some patients, today offers a little hope. Deborah Cohen, News at 10. That does leave a lot more questions than answers, doesn't it? Um, mm -hmm. So the NHS isn't paying for this. What are they going to do? Take it back off her? <laughs> Who's I mean, paying she doesn't for keep it up the payments. Well, I mean, it's Murfield's, isn't it? It's Murfield's doing the, the research. I was surprised <laughs> that they said it was the first person that had had a a chip inserted in because I've read articles about this for many years now. Yeah, so yeah. The last one I read. Me too. Yeah. The resolution was really low and it seemed mm -hmm. to be that what the chip does is it puts a number of electrodes into your retina and the resolution is limited by how fine those how many of those they can have basically. And if they get too small then, you know, they, they won't be able to kind of be needles to go into your retina. They'll just buckle basically. So 64, like a chessboard, um, 64 squares was the last yeah, I it's heard. it's not 4K, and that's is not it? not great, is it? No. Mm. So you're not no, going to see, I mean, it's better than nothing, I suppose, unless you get like a psychedelic thing going the whole time. But if it's useful mm. vision, I suppose, but don't fancy the computer and the cable. No, and the I'm button. sorry, this is a feel-good story, right? This is, hey, we're, we're nearly curing blindness. This is what this is. It is nowhere near. She is not going to see her grandchildren. I hate to tell her, but she isn't. Geordie? No. She's going to see squares and think, oh, that one's Bob and that one's Bill and that one's whatever. She's not going to see... <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, I, I don't know. I just It feels so, so far behind, say, the cochlear implant, for example. Yeah, mm. yeah. Although it, it's because, not perfect either, is it? Well, no, it isn't. But you can actually learn how to... Or you, well, you can learn how to speak using that. You can use... You know, that's what its main purpose is. But you're wondering what the purpose of this one is. Because can you use it, for example, to read anything? I don't think so. No, this is purely research, right? This is a research thing. And of course, great, fantastic. Please continue. But let's not spin it like this. And I'm not blaming Morsefields no. and I'm not blaming her. Of course not. But I'm saying all the media outlets and the stories that we've seen over decades, we've seen these sort of stories and it's always the same. This isn't anywhere near 
like a, a bionic eye. No, no. Uh, well, I'll be interested to hear what people think. Of course, you, you can get in touch with us. You can, crushing hopes. You can email us, crushing hopes yeah, go and on, Sean. It's the weekend show. Um, we got a lot of people who get in touch with us on email. You can do that by emailing hello, hi. No, but don't, don't write hi. Hello no. at blindguytalkstech.com. I don't know what would happen if you put hi at, because nothing... I guess would happen. Hello at blindguytalkstech.com. Uh, if you do it, your uh, vote will be wasted, but it will be counted. Uh, or you can call 0204 Sean, would you like to uh, perhaps sing that for us? Of course I would. It's 0204 Oosh. There you go. Well, Next. We got oh. a voicemail yes. from one of our listeners who wants to comment on your little jingle, Sean. Let's hear oh, it. Let's see what a listener had to personal. say. personal. Goodness me. and Sean. Hello, I just thought I'd leave a quick message. Um, just to say, great work, you and Sean, the show. Brilliant. Dipping in, dipping in regularly. Really, really good stuff. Good to hear Robin as well on there yesterday. Uh, just a quick note. I, you think you've got to use Sean's little jingle. You've got to make a proper production. It's just so catchy. It just totally rolls off the tongue. O two O four five seven one three three. Five, four, Great work, lads. Keep it coming. Loving it. There you go. It's caught on already. <laughs> <laughs> did he forget halfway through there? Yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> really it's all really in the timing. Then. It is all in the timing. No, no, exactly. It's all the in the timing. Well. And he did the boop. Yep. Absolutely. Got it all right there. Do you oh, know what? Thank you. I'm going thank to make you. up a little piano version of it. I'm going to arrange it for piano and voice. And wow. I shall, um, I shall come back and, uh, you know, annoy nice. you with it. Can, can we get a duet on this? Could we? Could we? You know, none of us know how to work music software, right? So this will be a no. This will be carnage. Yeah. I'll have to do it live, live. But, oh, gonna, yeah, but hold on, we've got a delay to account for as well. We've got latency, so. Oh yeah, there's that as well. Yeah, basically, what we're saying is it's going to be terrible. Um, right, Yay! let's get some feedback from the email <laughs> on the subject of the Hable One that we talked about. Well, Harry Bell says. You appear to have missed, this is aimed at me, by the way. You appear to have missed the use case for this device. Uh, this morning, I went out with my guide dog and decided to listen to a Kindle book. Uh, was your podcast app broken, Harry? Huh? Anyway, uh, my iPhone was in the zipped pocket underneath my fleece, underneath my coat. <laughs> it is cold, I must admit. Um, if I had been using my Orbit writer, I'd have had to get out the iPhone and find a flat surface on which to rest the Orbit writer whilst I manually unlocked my phone with Face ID. Impossible when out in the middle of a walk along the pavement. Instead, I simply got out the Hable One without taking my phone out of my pocket at all. I simply unlocked my iPhone with Hable and navigated to the Kindle book I wanted and opened it, held Braille letter R, and it started reading out everything to me as I walked along. Wow. It's pretty good, that Hable One, in fairness. <laughs> no, no, no. But bad. I'm... Look, I'm I'm ignorant of of these devices anyway, but could you not? That was the point with the Orbit writer. Can you not also control your iPhone with it? Well, you, yeah, yeah, I think you can. But his not point is, it though, apparently, well, it, it's not what? so much even unlocking. But well, it is because you can unlock it using the numpad. Well, not the what do you call it? The um, passcode. Come on. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a long week. Um, so you know, you could use it with the passcode, and that's how to get in. You're not going to be able to use Face ID with it. You could use Touch ID if you wanted. That would be easier. No, no, yeah, but it's the same with the, the Hable. It's the same thing, right? As long as you can control, it's like having, a, as we said, a QWERTY keyboard. You can still move around, navigate around the phone, select, tap on items. Did you not know hear what Harry said? He said he was out for a walk. 
Yeah, yeah. He, I, he, I get he wouldn't it. be able to find a you know, no one's just leaving around a standing desk in the middle of a forest. <laughs> so so the only dip but what I'm trying to to get to and Harry you you're absolutely right. I haven't used it so I don't know. Yeah, Shush. boring Sally. <laughs> Look, no. The, no, shut up. Shut up now. The point <laughs> I've got what the point. Wait, how, is. Long you, Look, how long is this podcast last? Oh, it's hours. a long time. It goes on forever. Shush. Oh, the point is is the only the right difference one. that you ha- is the only difference is that you need a flat surface to actually use the Orbit Writer because you can still control the iPhone with the Orbit Writer as you can with the Able One. But why are you going to do this when you're walking along? Sorry, am I just missing the point here? Well, he wanted to read why his book. Why wouldn't you? He wanted to yeah. read his book. He maybe stopped. He wanted to play it or whatever. I mean, that's, that's really surely just, What's wrong with that? Surely just use voiceover for that. Oh, I, no, no, I don't know. You don't want to get your phone out. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, you but if you've already got phone. another device... What's it? Hang on a minute. You've got to well, carry two devices... Yes. I don't know about Kindle books, but everything else has a play pause. Even textbooks in Voice Dream Reader Mm. felt, you know, I treated like audio. So I would just, you know, do me AirPods thingamabob while I'm walking along. Harry, if you're writing in, if you're writing in, it's it's to them, not me. I'm agreeing with you, Harry. I'm with you on this. I think Harry's got a good use case there. Nice one, Harry. Anyway, while discussing the Hable one, I also mentioned another small keyboard for the smartphone called the Revo 2, um, which uh, Greg in Pennsylvania thinks I was a little dismissive of. He says, you should really give Revo 2 a try before dissing it so forcefully. It is a fantastic tool for voiceover users on the go. If you try it, I bet you will fall in love with it. <laughs> I use it and a folding Matthias? Matthias? People keep telling me about these keyboards. I don't know what they are. Ma- however you pronounce it, keyboard with numpad with my iPhone. The Revo for freedom of movement and the full size with numpad for productivity. I think your prejudice is getting in the way of understanding what Revo could do for you. Now I'm prejudiced. Anything else? Close-minded. Close-minded, pathetic, bald, smelled, fat. (laughs) (laughs) That's our Tinder profiles. No, Greg, yeah. you might be absolutely right. Um, I just think, look, I just think all of these things are expensive for what they are. I can't get away from the fact, just look, I just want a cheap Bluetooth keyboard. I understand they've got their place. And the Revo, I've been dismissive of that one as well, because there seems to be a learning curve to it. It's a T9 input system, kind of. I know there's more to it than that. And I know people that do have them that rave about them. I just I honestly think the use case is pretty limited. I, I, I'm not sure where I would use it. We've got a voicemail from Felix. Hi there, um, my name is Felix and I've just come across your podcast. Um, enjoying what I'm hearing so far. I'm struggling to keep kind of order podcast because I think one's released nearly every day or something. But really enjoying what you guys talk about. And like, I, I just found you maybe about a week ago. So uh, enjoying the podcast, keep up the good work. Hey. This has been Felix. Bye. Thank you, Felix. Great to hear from you. I'm sorry we are bombarding you with podcasts. That's it, one a week. Yeah, that was a mistake. I'll have nothing bad said about Felix at all because he um, submits uh, demos to Dot to Dot. So, yep, he's a main man. Brilliant. And he's going to be like that. He's going to send you another message once he's heard me on it. It's going to be like, oh, get that girl. <laughs> Where's my demos? That's the question I'm wondering about right now. Uh, mm, okay, interesting. On. Yeah, mm, favoritism, Robin, I think. Well, he's only just found us. Give him a chance. Okay, next week then. Rebecca Skipper writes in, the subject line of her email is, love your new show. She says in her email, Stephen, I really appreciated the interview you had with the team at That Real Blind Tech Show. 
Your perspective on things helps me appreciate your podcasts that much more. I think I had a drink that night when I did that podcast, and I'm kind of worried. I, I haven't gone back and listened to it. Oh, I have. I'm genuinely, have you? Did I say oh, anything offensive? Because I felt I did. You were very, um, let's say, open and honest. I think at one point I made a comment about having a threesome with someone. I, I, yeah, <laughs> that was a surprise. I, 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 the thing was, that's the only bit I remember, and I told my wife immediately, because I, she doesn't listen to these things, but I know friends of hers do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, it was this a good was with back. your wife at the time, were you, Stephen? Uh, well, it was. I'd made a joke about, um, and it was, it genuinely was a joke about. Oh, you're going to say it again? I'm going to do you? it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it worked so well the first time. Uh, I said, you know, I would have. My wife offered uh, if I wanted to have a threesome, and I said, well, I don't want to disappoint two women at once. Um, <laughs> so you know, that was what I said on the, the podcast. But yeah, I think beyond that, I was. I, I can't remember what I said, and I don't want to. Think about it. But anyway, uh, since you had an entire segment about things to complain about, I'll add my issues to the mix. Uh, this is Rebecca. Uh, I really like my iPhone and the M1 MacBook Air I've got, but the lack of ports is driving me mad. I have the same issue with the Surface Laptop Go. How are you supposed to choose between headphones and a Braille display when you need them both on the MacBook Air? You always need one port for charging. Um, how can you use a headset with a mic on an iPhone without buying a camera adapter or spending $200 plus on an Apple accessory? What would you recommend to address these issues? This is why I like my Lenovo IdeaPad. It has plenty of USB ports and an SSD drive and an HD uh, drive as well. Now, Sally, you're in the market for a new computer. Mm -hmm. um, one of the reasons you're on this show, people might think that you're here because you're a woman. I'm going to put it out there. People, people will say that because, you know why? Because people have been criticising me for so long because they think I don't open the show up to women coming on this programme. Well, first off, we've only been here for three weeks, so give it a chance. Um, yeah. And secondly, <laughs> I've never done that. I, it's not about that. The reason you're here is because you want to buy a Mac. And I like to be friends with people who want to buy Mac computers, okay? So that's the bottom line. That's why you're uh, basically, here. Basically, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm kind of blackmailing you to take me shopping, Stephen. <laughs> Happily. Go to the Apple shop. We should do, we should do an episode of this. You and I go into the Apple store. In the Apple shop. I, yeah. Oh, that would be so cool. Doesn't it sound yeah, weird when, when you say Apple shop instead of Apple store? I never say Apple store. I know Apple shop, I know. I yeah, say Apple yeah. Shop because I'm I'm English. I'm not American. Yeah, Apple you're, you're common. We know. Yeah. yeah. But um. No, coming from you, Mister Uar. I've got a brand new combine harvester, mate. Come on. Oh, triggered. Uar, uar. Yep. Thank you. I don't appreciate your humour, Sean. Yeah, stop I apologise. So, the Mac with down uh, on your the, knees, boy. Oh, no. oh, hang on. I'm <laughs> muting my mic. Carry on. We discussed gaming this week, and Gordon got in touch with us to say that was a very interesting show about accessible gaming. I used to enjoy quite a few games, but haven't been able to play for years. The closest I got uh, or get these days is to play Civilization with my son, controlling the game, and me involved in strategy and decision making. That was until I discovered Sorty Quest. It's available on iPhone and is fully accessible. It's a role-play game with lots of different strands and more than enough to keep you playing for months. The developer has gone out of their way to make the game fully accessible with voiceovers. So while it may not be the best game I've played, it's the best one available at the moment by quite a long way. Mm. This, of course, is following on our conversation we had with uh, Ian Hamilton this week, um, who's a, a games accessibility expert and an advocate. He joined us to talk about the Microsoft and Activision Blizzard um, 
collaboration, acquisition. bio acquisition, spending lots of money. Yeah, that oh. kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I, I, God, I, you know, I saw a little bit games. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't know who they were until uh, Microsoft bought them. They've put them on the map for me. Uh, look, absolutely right. Sordi Quest. Look, uh, Apple Viz have a have a great um, topic. Uh, what am I trying to say? They have a great forum there where people recommend games, and I've I've seen uh, Sordi Quest on there and a few others as well. But uh, look, he said it himself there, where he said about it, it's the best one. It's not the greatest game, but it's the best one sort of available to me. And that's it's almost like the compromise, right? It, it's it's the best game that I can play. And when we all know the mainstream games out there. Uh, with so much production, which we talked about in that episode, so much production, millions and millions of pounds spent on these games. And just because of a lack of thought about accessibility, we're barred from playing the majority of them. Hopefully that's going to change. So. Okay, so we've got a couple more emails. Sally, uh, can you hang around for this? I know you're desperate to get away. I know you've got things to anything you'd rather be doing than this, quite frankly. Families to feed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd rather be washing my hair, you know, taking the bins out, anything like that. <laughs> anything at all. Um, well, I've got an email in here. Uh, this is following our episode about, oh, I was going to say her name, Lady A on the PC. I nearly oh. said it. Brilliant episode you must check out. Well, Kieran wrote in to say, uh, my colleague, a certain Mrs. Scott, oh, hello, oh. Um, oh. told me to email you this story. <laughs> That's never a good email to get. Um <laughs> He says, I got my dad a Lady A device for Christmas to drag him into the new world of smart homes. I showed him how I can turn my lights on and off, control my TV and heating. He was so interested by all this that he let me set it all up for him. All was going well until he decided it was getting late and needed the lights on. Now, after shouting at the speaker for 20 minutes, he gave up. Later, he decided it was too cold, so he asked Lady A to turn up the heating. For the next 45 minutes, he continually raised the temperature because the house was still cold. In the meantime, my wife and I could not understand why the lights kept turning on and off and the house felt like a sauna. I knew where that was going. I now know you have to have two different accounts for a smart home. Oh, how many people set these things up and don't realise that? It is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And Karen from Texas, USA writes in, Hello, I love your new show. I've heard your podcasts for many years. Now, on the subject of tea... Oh, God, not this again. <laughs> oh, um, no. Good. There might be somebody out there that actually wants to be on your side. Sorry, carry on. Well, I highly <laughs> doubt that. But let's see what Karen thinks. Uh, this is terrible, I'm sure, she says. But the easiest way to make tea is to use a coffee maker. Oh, uh, Sorry? Coffee maker? Hey? Well, that's ridiculous. We don't have coffee makers, do we? What about this amazing thing called a cup and this other amazing thing called a kettle? Well, she says, to redeem myself a little, I will say that my favourite teas are English breakfast and PG tips. Uh, that doesn't mm. really solve oh, anything, well done. to be honest. Um, no. but, but well done for <laughs> Googling that, uh, Karen. Well done. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, she also says, NaviLens is great. They are putting QR codes on all the bus stops here. You can scan and get the bus stop number, buses and arrival times. Well, there you go. Cool. Uh, listen, thank you so much for your feedback. Uh, we do appreciate it. And when you send it in to us, it appears here on the weekend edition every Friday. So uh, do check it out. You can email us, hello at blindguytalkstech.com. You can also call us on, Sean, if you uh, wouldn't mind. 0204571 out of sync. Oh. <laughs> oh. We'll workshop it. Oh. 
Yeah, that's bad. That's what I was trying to do. That one. That's what I wanted to do. But I couldn't quite. It's all right, Stephen. I can, I can make arrangements for your physicality to be changed so you, to allow you. <laughs> we should give an it to a meatloaf. Meatloaf, he had a three octave scale. Oh, Passed meatloaf. Away. Barry Cryer. Oh, oh meatloaf Barry and Barry Cryer in one week. That's I got the oh. end of the show. Let's not. Let's not bring so it down sad. anymore. Oh, no, <laughs> trust me. We couldn't, Look, get much we couldn't get much lower. We couldn't get much lower. Listen, Sally Clay, it's been great having you here. Sally, thank you. Oh, thank absolutely you. amazing. Thank well you. Well done, Sal. Thank you. Thank you, darling. You're more amazing, all of you. Oh, you're beautiful. And Robin Christofferson, thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Lord Robin, thank you so much. And, of course, mm. Priest. Who are, who are. Unbelievable. I did actually what, make what one you? for Tim. I did make one for Tim. Oh. No, never mind me, because I've got my. What the hell? What's yours, Steve? I don't have on. one. I could, do you know why? Because I couldn't find anything ridiculous enough with Scotland the Brave in it. That was the problem. <laughs> I was looking and looking and looking. Stephen the Brave. <laughs> Stephen the Brave. Uh, Next I week. This for Tim, though. I, I know Tim's listening. He's not feeling well. So, Tim, this is for you. Oh. Oh, it won't play. Oh, well, that's just typical, isn't it? Is that not just typical? We're going to add insult to... Hang on. Oh, there it is. There you go. That's Tim's. Uh, oh, well, oh. Tim wasn't here, but, you know, he's here in spirit Tim playing the trumpet. Tim on the trumpet. <laughs> I should have got Dr. Bob to play the trombone. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's my that's man, Sally's, my other half. Sally's man, yeah. Guys, we'll catch you again soon. Uh, don't forget, the podcast is available every weekday and the weekend edition is here every Friday on the feed. And I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you think. And uh, as always, thank you for your time. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>